0: Well, hi, and welcome back to Out of Curiosity, our podcast where we are seeking biblical clarity for modern questions. I'm Nick. And I'm Garland. And today we want to talk about Christmas. It's that time of the year, and we want to just ask a little bit. We've got this holiday with a lot of ideas that seem to have nothing to do with Jesus, and yet also we're, we're celebrating Jesus' birthday. So how did we get here to December 25th? Celebrating the day Jesus was born and what's it all about? Yeah, I mean now now
1: Christmas is seemingly much more about shopping, yes. uh, eggnog, trees, gifts, bowl games. Like it seems like we kind of have to hack our way through all of the stuff that Christmas has become. Santa. And then eventually we get to Jesus, and we're supposed to have uh, this this reverent moment. I'm not sure why I just yelled Santa <laughs> like that. for <laughs> <laughs> the in there, all of Christmas has become <laughs> Santa. Yeah, I don't know why I did that. So, yeah, we, uh, we want to kind of get a better understanding of what's even going on with Christmas. And more specifically, uh, I'm not sure if you've ever faced this, um, when I was... In college, I read, I think it was either an article or I read a book, like a, like a book on this. I can't exactly remember where the what the context was. But the, the article was essentially saying the the Christians stole uh, all of our holiday traditions from our dates and things like that, December 25th, from Roman pagan cult practices, and therefore there was no validity to
0: them. Have yeah. you- I had a similar conversation okay. in high school with somebody. They, they yeah. brought that objection to me.
1: I don't know how you, I mean, I'll ask you in a minute how you, How that landed on you? For me, it just bothered me, and not in like they. I thought they, uh, like they were being mean about it. It bothered me because it caused a lot of doubt and fear for me. Like it made me go, so what do I, what do I believe about any of this stuff? If we've been borrowing and stealing and using from these other uh,
0: religious cult practices, can I trust any of this? How did how did you hear it? You know, I think I was, uh, I was younger is by an older high schooler. And I think more than anything, I felt probably dismissive and defiant about it. Like, oh, what does he know? And so I, I did not engage the question well at all, but it was probably just pretty dismissive at the time. Well played. Yeah, uh, that was, that was <laughs> very loving. That's exactly <laughs> what we're trying to learn how to <laughs> yeah, do. With exactly, this whole podcast. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we
1: have this. So one of the things that we'd like to do uh, really simply is we want to look at uh, the origin of our holiday Christmas and maybe try to also uh, debunk a few things that most Christians believe, um, and and that's okay. We want to actually do we we lobby our faith. We believe that our faith takes place in real. History, real space time. We're not talking about mythology of places that don't exist. We are talking about historical events that the Bible is not afraid to place itself in. Right. And uh, with that, as Christians, we want to we want to take that seriously. And so, hopefully, we can we can look at it uh, with an open mind. This might challenge Christians and non Christians yep. listening to this uh, a little bit, and maybe uh, uh, reorient ourselves to this. And so, when we when we look at the the history of Christmas when uh, in the Christian calendar, it's pretty interesting. The early Christians don't seem that concerned, like the early church. We're talking within 100 years of Jesus' uh, right. death and resurrection. The early church does not seem all that concerned with the birth of Jesus whatsoever. Uh, in the ancient culture, the birthday was not nearly as significant uh, as you know days of victory or right. days of conquer or, th- or days uh, of ascension to a throne or something like that.
0: Even the fact that two of our Gospels didn't feel the need to mention it at all that's Mark a, and yeah, John, a great point yeah they don't even they don't talk, even talk they don't go to talk Christmas about this and so
1: yeah. you open the pages and you're going where's Christmas right. well it it wasn't, uh, it wasn't as significant as it seems to be to uh, the modern Western kind of audience uh, where we start bio- biographies with they were born in this day and here's their parents and all that. So uh, that's the first thing we got to get uh, squared away. Uh, but then when we, when we move from there, we do see the, the Christians becoming more and more concerned with the birth of Jesus, particularly as they're responding to questions about Jesus' humanity and deity. And so within a few hundred years of Jesus' uh, crucifixion, so we're talking in the 200s and 300s now there became a need to emphasize the birth of Christ because the there were people that were saying Jesus was only god but not fully man and in that in that backdrop now you had the need to emphasize his humanity and the church began to to create in their calendar celebration of Jesus's birth. Now, keep in mind, we're not saying that we don't think Jesus had a birthday. Right. Uh, we have our gospels recording that, but the early church didn't didn't see fit to, to celebrate it all with all that much you know pomp and circumstance. Uh, what we do see is when we look at the actual history of it, the December twenty fifth. Okay, so we got to get some of our our myths uh, out of the way here. Uh, the first myth is the date, December 25th. And so is that the birthday for Jesus? Well, the Eastern churches, so these would be like Greek, like, uh, like Turkish churches and mm-hmm. things like that, even mm-hmm. to this day, they take the birth date of Jesus as January 6th, mm-hmm. which was an important day. That's the start of our Christian calendar season of the epiphany season. Uh, and that's where they have the birth, uh, the Western churches. So Rome, they centered the birth date on December 25th. And there's a couple of explanations for that one. And this is what this article was saying was uh, that I read when I was in college. One is, uh, in the the, the late 200s, a Roman emperor was essentially trying to to unify power around himself and celebrate himself, and so he created a winter holiday for the sun god, and really it was kind of about himself, uh, and that was on December 25th. Christians in the Roman culture did not they were they didn't want their their people their their family to be fooled by this holiday and kind of get into the revelry of it and so they decided to take what was meant to be a pagan holiday and infuse it with Christ's birth mm. and that's one explanation for the December 25th holiday uh, others think that uh, what happened is they went and calculated the the darkest day of the year that year and uh, that was December 25th, that particular year of Jesus' birth, and therefore they've they've used this sort of calendar reason. Here's what we know. Uh, we know that we are unsure the date of Jesus' birthday. And since about the 300s, we've celebrated that in Western churches all the way down to our Protestant churches on December 25th. And it is possible, if not probable, that that date came from a Roman sun god hmm. festival. And that's okay. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't bother. It shouldn't bother us. Now, when we talk about the year, now we have to talk about the year of Jesus' birth. Okay. Uh, are, are we good so far?
0: Yeah. I mean, and even thinking about that, like but that that doesn't destroy any significance for us. My, my father-in-law was born in India, and he doesn't know his birthday. And so um, they just didn't it's keep yeah.
1: it. I almost think that's really cool. <laughs> I know. And
0: so when he immigrated to the States, he just picked one. Right. And so we have a day in January that we celebrate his birthday. And never once do I kind of scoff at the celebration. Right. As, as, as if a, he doesn't really exist. He wasn't really born on yeah, He's this not a day. real person. And right, so right. We, we, we don't know the exact date, so we've chosen a day to honor him and to remember him and to celebrate him, even though it's an arbitrary date as far as the calendar. The meaning of it is still celebrating his life and, and his birth. And so I think similarly, the fact that December 25th probably wasn't the date doesn't have to mean anything as far as the significance of the right. calendar day. Or the truth us. of it. Or the truth uh, of right. the event of the, yeah, no, no one is, is making the claim that Jesus was literally born on December 25th, so therefore it doesn't destroy the Bethlehem story for us. Right. That's, that's, that's a
1: really helpful anecdote, I think, to help explain that. Uh, the second thing is the year. And so all of us, if you say, when was Jesus born? We say, Zero, Zero. obviously. He was born (laughs) 2000 as of right now, 2019 years ago in the year zero. And uh, we've organized our calendar even around Mm -hmm. the year zero. So before Christ and in the year of our Lord, A.D. Uh, Well, that's almost certainly impossible. Tell us why. (laughs) The reason that that's impossible would be uh, Herod the Great. So the Herod that we have in our... You know our nativity scene story, the Herod that sends the slaughtering of the innocents, the, Her, the the bad guy, yeah, that Herod. Well, that Herod, we have pretty good idea of when his death was, and that that year was four BC. And well, that's so, a problem. It's a problem, although really shouldn't be. So yep. Herod is uh, dies in four BC, and so Jesus certainly is born. Before he died, because our gospel accounts uh, have Jesus's birth coming in Herod's life, and so the the most likely uh, dating for Jesus' birth year would be sometime in five or four BC okay now that that poses a problem for some people and they want to immediately go, well wasn't Jesus thirty? when he started his ministry, Mm -hmm. and if he died, some some scholars think he died in 33 AD, some say in 29 or 30 AD, and so we we have to rework some of our picture of Jesus. If he was born in 4 or 5 BC, which is almost certainly the case, if the crucifixion date is in 29 or 30 AD, then he began his ministry about 30, just as Luke says, and he dies around 33 years of age. If he is crucified in 33 A.D., which many other scholars hold to the, the date of the crucifixion, then Jesus began his ministry about the age of 30, Luke says. He actually is probably more like 33, and he was crucified about the age of 37. And so uh, this is the kind of stuff that I find fascinating, and right. maybe like three of people listening also find fascinating. But we say all the time, you know, Jesus was 33 years old when he died because he was right. born in year zero. And he, Well, I mean, uh, yeah, I'd like to be precise. And I like to think about history. And as Christians, we get to go look at the history. And so... And these dates, we're getting them from, how are are we figuring out these dates from the biblical text? Like like we already said, the Bible's not afraid to place itself with real people, with real lives. And so we can go and look at the dates of uh, what's written on tombs, what's written in ancient writing. We can verify with extra biblical sourcing where these different people are living and dying and all this stuff. Now, we don't have time to go into all of those places here. A lot of your, uh, your Bible like, theology books and commentary books will give this stuff to you. Uh, and some of them are really fascinating reads, but we can cross-reference in a sense.
0: And usually it's rulers. Those are, yeah. those are our most reliable who's ruling when. Who's ruling
1: when. And so in the Bible,
0: I-, I love that the Bible does this. It says, in the year such and
1: such person was king of this place, yeah. this event happened. And the Bible's begging us verify this. Mm-hmm. Whereas mythology never places itself in real history. Mythology yeah. always distances the, the, the narrative to some mystical place, and it's in a right. long time ago, galaxy far, far away. You're not sure where you are. The Bible doesn't do that. It places itself right squarely in real
0: history. So that even in our creeds, all the spiritual reality, you get crucified under Pontius, Pontius Pilate, Pilate. Yeah. to say historical event, historical ruler that you can go read about and find about who
1: we've now find found we've now found inscriptions of Pontius Pilate in Judea and our t- our timing and dating work perfectly yep. uh and so we didn't we had not found the inscription until recently and so some scholars were saying see there was never a Pontius Pilate this is all right. made up and then here we go Pontius Pilate in Caesarea Philippi in the land of Israel here it is uh so that's really cool I think it's that really is. interesting the, the last uh, little piece of myth of uh maybe the stuff that we want to kind of clear up is our picture of the nativity scene. Okay, uh, little wooden figures. Yes, on top yeah, of exactly. So we, we don't want to... Uh, we don't want to shatter anybody. You're going to wreck my Christmas. Yeah, auction. exactly. Right we now. don't want to make people go toss their nativity sets <laughs> out into the trash. Uh, you can still use them. No big deal. Uh, but we want to get a clear picture of what's going on. First, first and foremost, Bethlehem as a city is not a uh, a bustling city with hotels and inns. Uh, in fact, the word being translated for us as "in" is uh, is not a very good translation. Probably the best way to translate that is guest house. And so, okay. as people are coming into Bethlehem for the census the the villages are the the village is a handful of houses and those houses have space in the lower level and the upper level and when that space is out cuz your whole extended family's in town you got to go somewhere else there's yep. no place especially during the we might say the messiness and the chaos of a birth and so that's that as mary and joseph are entering into bethlehem it may be days it may be mm-hmm. weeks that they're in bethlehem they're going to need a place for this and the busyness of this village is probably not going to be the best place, and so uh, it 's not that there was a no vacancy sign on a hotel when they pulled in the bed. The second thing is this: um, most biblical scholars would place the arrival of the magi, mm-hmm. the three wise men, first of all, uh, they are astrologers and sorcerers from Persia, okay. uh, and so the backstory of who these uh, magi are. Uh, is really interesting in some of the biblical uh, things we could kind of connect with these guys. They have read probably some biblical texts from the exiles uh, from our Old Testament,
0: because we had exiles in
1: that part in, of the in world. that part of the world. Jewish and so they're going to have some texts of the Hebrew Old Testament. They're lining that up with what they are interpreting to be uh, the supernatural alignment of stars, and they've made their way to this particular city, mm-hmm. and uh, they're on the hunt for a ruler who's coming. Uh, the issue with the Magi is it's fairly likely that their arrival is not at the birth. Okay, So Jesus' birth and entrance into the world was not probably filled with as many characters as we tend to think of it. Uh, The Magi probably showed up with anywhere from a year, maybe even up to two years, after the events of the birth. And many Bible scholars uh, believe that to be the case. So it doesn't change drastically our picture of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. But it might change a nativity set. We could yeah. just bring them in later, like after Christmas, after so New set Year's. The then magi we bring on the, the other magi side of the in. living room. Yeah, take the shepherds out by that point. Bring the magi in. But <laughs> our story is still here. Comes here comes uh, these men from the east to acknowledge the coming savior. And so we 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 hope to just look at the story of Christmas with a little bit of. Uh, historical and uh, just honest assessment, and this is the kind of thing I find fascinating. And uh, we hope that you do, as listeners, as well.
0: Okay, well, Scrooge, now that you've destroyed, I know I'm very right, sorry. Give, give me something back here. Give, yeah, give yeah. me some. Some. Well, I had
1: a whole list of other things. Like mistletoe is a uh, is a European. Uh, uh, Basically, it's a, it's a virility weed that enables somebody. It celebrates fertility. Isn't that something? And yet we place it and say, come kiss me. It's very gross if you think about what <laughs> mistletoe is. I got a whole list of these things. Like where we got a Christmas tree? You're going in we the got, opposite direction. I know. I'm, I'm not helping you more. at all. I'm I know. asking for you to bring the magic of Christmas back. My wife tells me I, I'm a huge Scrooge on Christmas. Here, here's what I hope we can do. Um, a people walking in darkness have seen a great light. Uh, people stuck in exile. People with no hope people who have found themselves longing and awaiting God's answer to the problem of the human condition that we find ourselves placed under, the weight of sin, has come due in Jesus. Here comes the Savior, and he's come with a message to reconstitute a people under his name and his glory, and he's come to give his life, actually, as a ransom for many. It's actually the most compelling picture we could ever paint, and I appreciate John Piper. Uh, he says, in talking about the Santa Claus that we've adopted in in our culture, he says, if we have to have a need for Santa to keep Christmas exciting, then we're not telling the Christmas story appropriately. Mm-hmm. This is God entering into the broken mess that has that humanity has created because of sin and selfishness and coming to redeem and restore what we broke corporately, individually. And if we can't reclaim that, if we can't celebrate that, if we can't say that it's for the wonder that it is, for the beauty that it is, for the majesty that it is, and get excited about Christmas, then we, we might need to check our pulse spiritually a little mm-hmm. bit. And so uh, this is the greatest story that has ever been told. In fact, it's the story of the universe that God coming in flesh to rescue broken humans and set us free. It's really compelling. Uh, and so I, I hope that that's what Christmas will be about mm-hmm. for Christians that are listening to this, and uh, when we face some of these questions or look at some of these activity sets, we can think rightly about it.
0: That's so good. Thanks for the biblical clarity to modern questions, and thanks for listening to Out of Curiosity. Merry Christmas.
1: Thank you for listening to Out of Curiosity as we discussed what are the myths about the Christmas story. If you want to dig deeper into this topic, we recommend Luke chapters 1 and 2 and Matthew chapter 2. We also recommend The Liturgical Year by Adolph Adam. If you want to send in a question or contact us, go to oocuriosity.com and follow us on Instagram at oocuriosity.
0: Be sure to subscribe to keep up with future episodes.